Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to a special bonus episode of The Theatre Podcast. I'm Alan Seals, bringing you some special, exclusive, behind-the-scenes interviews from the red carpet of opening night from Anne Juliet on Broadway, a show I went in knowing nothing about. It is absolutely now one of my favorite and highly, highly recommended shows. So let's just dive straight in with a little chat with Juliet herself, Lorna Courtney. When I asked her about whether or not she felt any extra pressure from opening night, here's what she had to say. I did feel the pressure today. I've, I'm not going to lie, I did feel nervous, but it was reassuring knowing that everyone who's in the audience is there to enjoy, to give love and to support what we have going on on stage. Do you have a favorite moment in the show that you are not in? Ooh, Teenage Dream. Ooh. Oh my gosh, Teenage Dream is so much fun and you can hear it by the reactions. Everyone is with them the whole time. They love seeing Mel and Paolo dance <laughs> and sing their heart out. It's it's amazing. It's so much fun. Congratulations. Happy opening. You are truly wonderful on the show. Thank you so, so much. Thank Betsy Wolf, who plays Anne Hathaway, no, not that Anne Hathaway, is also a force to be reckoned with on stage. Here's what we chatted about. I cannot believe we're here. I've been thinking about this night since May. I love the rehearsal process, though. I love that whole thing, but, like, there is nothing like finally getting there and, like you said, like, just hearing the audience and just going, oh, my gosh, we made it. 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 Your character of Anne Hathaway is so unique and interesting, and I love the way that you play it. And Aww. and they, and because we come out and expect, again, like, the wife the to be, like, kind of forgotten in the background. Yeah, no, she, she's not going to be forgotten. <laughs> and is there a moment when you immediately, when you come out and you're like, oh, the audience gets why I'm here and what I'm doing? I think from the first time I say, hi, I'm Anne. <laughs> I, I think they understand yeah. where, where we're going with this. Yeah, she's not supposed to be at the theater that night, but she's coming there. <laughs> What's your favorite moment in the show that you are not in? Ooh, problem. Easy. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. I, when they do that number, I'm just like, game changer, let's go. I feel so cool when they do that number. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank Happy you. opening. You are Thank wonderful. You. Something I'm always curious about is how and when people get cast in in their respective shows, how their auditions go, what their journey is. And I was fortunate enough to talk about exactly that with Stark Sands, who plays the lovingly despicable William Shakespeare. I was cast in this show in um, April or May of this year. 
and it's November. So it's been a very fast journey for me. Um, I was cast and then about a week later we were rehearsing. We went to Toronto, we did a wonderful run at the Princess of Wales Theatre in Toronto. And then we came here, we did like two weeks of previews and now we've opened. So it's actually not that long, but it's a testament to how prepared this company is. And it's uh, remarkable that we have 15 Broadway debuts in the club. Uh, and, 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 and yet we are still you know, performing at the level we're at. I love the the. I don't. I don't want to call it a fad. I want to call it like a, the shift in storytelling now on Broadway is is telling the stories of these lesser known characters, especially women and people of color and underrepresented individuals, and the facts that Will Shakespeare spouts, the facts that we've learned about Will and Anne Hathaway, the legitimate wife, the the, the real name of his real wife. Is there anything that you? that you have learned in, in doing this show that you were like, wow, I had no idea that that was either like really cool or really not cool. I mean, I've learned so much. When I was cast, I did a deep dive into all my Shakespeare. All, I, I read a bunch of biographies. I read a bunch of you know analysis and research. And I learned so much about what life was like at this time. The company of players that he really worked with. I wanted to just understand it. Now, it's not entirely relevant because what we're doing is a sort of meta version of it. Obviously, we have these modern songs. But I learned uh, uh, incredible things. It's true that he, they were married and then he went off and would come home maybe once a year, you know, to see his kids and his wife, and they didn't spend a lot of time together. He really did leave her the second best bed in the will. That's all she got. You know, there's been a lot written about it. There's a lot of, you know, theories. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm still reading and learning as much as I can. There's a line about uh, how beautiful the soliloquies he would write for other men. You know, and yeah, that, there's a lot that when you put it all together in a nice little package that uh, Anne Juliet is, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a lot more sense now. So, okay, last question then. If you could only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? Oh my gosh, that's really tough. If I could only see one show for the rest of my life, this is a show that, that hit me so hard and hit me on all the levels uh, next to normal. I know. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a strange choice, but it's my, it's my gut is telling me that I was moved so much by the performances in that show. Uh, and, uh, you know, I became friends with Tom Kitt because of American Idiot, and so like I, I have connections to those people, and um, that's my that's my impulse answer for you. Thank, thank you so much. Happy opening. Congratulations. Thanks. Stark mentioned that the show hosts 15 Broadway debuts. One of my absolute favorite debuts is Elena V. Madural, a swing who swung in for Act 2 of the final preview, of course, the night before opening, the show I was actually there able to see. So, of course, we had to chat about that. I was at the show last night. Wait, then you saw me on. I was going to say. I was like, wait a second. She wasn't there at the very beginning. What, what, what happened backstage? Yes, well, yesterday afternoon for the matinee, I was in the green room eating some food, and then I hear on the call, Elena, please get into mic and uh, costume. You will be going on for act two. And so that was my debut into the show and also on Broadway as well. That was my Broadway debut, was doing the second act in the matinee. So, so you're stepping on stage, wiping chips, crumbs off your face. <laughs> I know, I was like, I think I was eating uh, hash browns or something. And then I was like, okay, I really drink some water, mouthwash. I was like, let me go on stage. And it was, the feeling was being like shot out of a cannon. You just kind of go, had to go for it. But honestly, I 
loved that aspect of it because then there's not too much overthinking. You just kind of have to go for it, and I enjoyed it. It was so much fun. I, I absolutely love the, the nature of swings and understudies and standbys and alternates, and like this industry would not exist, especially right now without you. The only thing that was going through my mind in that moment was like, okay, I go here, then I go here, I pick up this prop, then I sing these <laughs> lyrics. But honestly, at the same time, there was so much adrenaline, and like I felt so hyped up that it kind of just took over, and I was also just having fun at the same time. It's weird. I feel like swings have like a double mind where they're like thinking of like so many things uh, very quickly, but at the same time just having fun and trying to connect with everybody on stage and also connect to the audience. I mean, the energy was insane and I loved it. It was so much fun. What is your favorite moment of the show that you get to watch every night? Oh, okay. So when Juliet and Romeo, um, they're having a scene together in Act Two. Uh, <laughs> Juliet starts singing to Romeo, and Romeo says, um, I'm sorry, I'm being weirdly emotional. And Juliet says, um, you are really emotional, and I love that about you. That is my favorite line and my favorite section of the show. It, uh, there's just so much underneath that that I think is beautiful. And then they go right into One More Try, which is my favorite song in the show. And I think everything about that scene and that song is just beautiful. There are so many layers of representation, pushing boundaries and breaking ceilings, all contained within and Juliet. One newcomer to the stage is Justin David Sullivan, who talks to me about the privilege he feels to get to tell an atypical story around the character of May, a journey that may help others to find themselves. When you first read this script, did you realize that it was going to be, like, take us to the depths that it did? I think that when I first knew about this character, the character that it plays, May, um, I knew that it was something special, something that I'd never seen before. And then to get to read the full script and see all the stories and all the characters come to life, I was like, whoa, this show has something for everyone, and this is something that I've, I've never seen before. So I knew it was special, for sure. How much of, how much of you do you bring to the role? And how much, I mean, I guess, how much of you is, is May and how much of May is you? I would say, and I don't know how other people have answered this, but I feel like May and I are one and the same. I have never seen a character that I related to more than May. It's, it's so surreal, and, and that's something that makes me so grateful to get to tell a story that you know I resonate so closely to, so close to my own truth, um, and it, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Have you get have you heard any like feedback from people uh, like I mean this is only opening night so there's going to be fingers crossed years and years of stage doors but have you heard feedback from people who are like finally this is this is what I need this is what I have to see on stage now Absolutely I think you know representation is so important especially on Broadway um, you know, for a community that really wants to be super inclusive, I think that it's important that um, these kinds of stories are getting told. And I meet so many people every day that are just like, thank you so much for, for telling this story with so much honesty. And, um, you know, people that have, have told me things like, like, seeing you perform this role has made me brave enough to, like, come out to my family. And those are the, the moments that, you know, I, I will cherish forever. And it's always a reminder to me of, of why this is so important yeah what is your favorite moment from the show that you are not in my favorite from the show for sure is it's my life romeo's entrance spoiler alert is really iconic and that number is just gets you so pumped up um, and so excited for act two i think it's an incredible number <laughs> congratulations happy opening thank you so ben jackson walker who spoiler alert plays the character of 
Romeo, he talks about his journey with the show as well. What really surprised me about him, though, is that even though he slays the pop songs in this show, he actually trained in traditional musical theater. My journey started with a show early this year in, like, February? No, 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 no. No, 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 before that, before this year in, like, I'm so lost. What year is it? 2022. 2022. I think it was earlier this year, and I auditioned and then heard about it in February or March. And I, yeah, and then and then we started in Toronto, and then now we're here. When you when you start, uh, I guess, training for musical theater, uh, did you lean into the pop side of things, or were you do like you're doing more traditional musical theater? I did more traditional stuff. Really? That's yeah, that's always kind of been my first love. But like, I would sing pop music on the side, like not in voice lessons, and like I was singing like Alicia Keys and like stuff like that. And so it's always been like in my heart and in my soul so it's it wasn't hard to like lean into that would you remember where you were when you got the call that you were going to be in the show and get to see sing these songs i do i was in vancouver in a hotel room and and i was filming my first movie ever which was insane and so to get that call while that was happening i was like i literally like blacked out for a second i was like what the hell is happening it was the craziest like day of my life and i remember i just went on a long walk and listened to uh an album by this band called big thief and walked around and was like what's going on wow. <laughs> yeah wow. <That> was <laughs> what's it what's your favorite number from the show that you are not in that i'm not in oh god um my favorite number of the show i'm not in i'd have to say it's got to be either Blow or Show Me Love. Those are both, both of my favorites. Yeah. They're so good. They're so good. All right, so if you can only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? Sweeney Todd. Good thing it's coming back. All right, all right. Congratulations. <laughs> Happy opening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nothing can beat the energy of an opening night performance. From the audience, it is unbeatable and it's an experience everybody should have at least once. And from the actor's point of view, I can only imagine. Melanie Labari, who is phenomenal in the role of Angelique the nurse, says it in her own words. Ooh, ah, the audience. I didn't know, it. I, I thought we were never gonna make it through. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I don't know if we're gonna get to the end. Um, it was. <laughs> There are kind of no words to describe what happened tonight. Because even to say that it was magical, it doesn't seem like a big enough word to ha with big enough meaning. Uh, I don't think a word has been described, that has been invented yet to describe what tonight was. I know we can say explosive and we could say that it was overwhelming and it was, but it seems as if those words don't seem to have the enormity and the depth and breadth of the experience of tonight. What, one of the things I really love about this show so much is is, is that it, on the surface it's you know, like it's pop songs with with a, a comedy, a funny story. But underneath there are so many layers and so many levels, especially led by your character, that are that are just like when by the end of the show I'm I'm in tears and and destroyed by all of the emotion that's pouring out of everything. When you first did the first read through and all of this and whatnot, were, was did it surprise you in the same way? It, it, 
absolutely did. I felt exactly the same way as I did uh, when I read Matilda the Musical for the first time. Uh, I knew that that was very special. And I read this, and uh, the script has changed tremendously since then. Yeah, from since then, because I was in the first workshop of it, which is when I first read the script back in 2017. And it's changed quite a bit since then. Um, but when I... I first read it, I knew that I didn't know what I was going to play, but I knew that I had to be in it. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is, Luke. And I've known Luke for a long time as well, because we both worked on Matilda together. So uh, it's, you know, about 12, 14 years now. Um, and so... I just felt that script, like it went inside of me. It went into my skin and it stayed there and lived there. And I think I've now lived with it for about five years. So, you know, it, this show is a part, pretty much a part of my DNA now. I love it. Well, congratulations. Happy opening. It is such a beautiful show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Paolo Zott, who plays Lance and made his Broadway debut uh, 14 years ago, reflects on tonight compared to other debuts and again speaks to the energy of the cast and his co-stars. As a cast, as a company, you have to keep your energy up all the time anyway, but is this still the same for you tonight, the same feeling, that buzz that it was 14 years ago? It did, you know, especially because uh, my co-star, Mel Labari, was having her Broadway debut and we have so many scenes together, so I could feel her excitement and I, I I was reminded many many times in my own emotions during the show of my Broadway debut I knew what she was going through and uh, and it's something that you never forget so is there a moment in the show that is your favorite that you are not in yes um, uh, I think it's um, the moment when they sang roar it's a beautiful moment and uh, I always sing in my restroom room too <laughs> Do you, are you a normal pop song guy anyway, or do you? What do you listen to outside of this show? You know, I, I my first job as a as a singer was in the, in the opera field. I'm an operatic singer, so um, I only knew pop a little bit. Most of the songs I knew, but uh, many of them I, I had no idea before. And uh, of course, I fell in love. It's one of those shows when it ends, you just want to do another one. So uh, you feel like you're dancing all the time, and it's fun. Philippe Arroyo, who only auditioned for the show 11 months prior, reflects on his own journey making it to opening night in the role of Francois. I mean, it's been a long time coming. We've been working on it. I was actually looking at my audition. Uh, It it was 11 months ago and to be there and now here. It's such a dream. It's such a blast. Excited to be here. So 11 months ago is actually when you got cast? No, 11 months ago is when I had my very first audition. Two months prior to that, I auditioned for Romeo. Wasn't a good fit. But then I, then we found it. We landed softly on Francois. I love Francois. It's one of my favorite characters. Do you have a favorite moment in the show that you are not in? I really love the moment in Oops, I Did It Again, when I'm like, oh, so you do want to marry me? And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. I did this again. What's your uh, favorite pop song from the show? Do you, okay. Are you a pop song person? I'm not. I really love musical theater. Sweeney Todd, Into the Woods, Little Shop of Horrors, that's my favorite thing. But... Uh, after after being cast in this show, I've had to learn a little bit. But I, I, is it cheating to say that one more try in, in this show? It's it's such an original song, and I feel like it's it fits the moment so well that it makes me tear up a little bit. I agree. It's one of my favorite moments. I was like that. It that it fits so perfectly. Of course, we need that. Congratulations, Thank happy you so much. Thank you so much. It was good meeting you. One of the many things I like about Andrew is that. All of the ensemble members have names and have developed their own characters. So 
Here is Jasmine Raphael, who just made her Broadway debut playing ensemble member named Imogen, and who joined the cast just a week before rehearsal started. So, did you know anything about the show before you were cast? Nothing. They said, in a week, can you move to New York? And I moved to New York. So you just showed up, and you're like, all right, so I'm going to sing a my ass off with a bunch of pop songs. Is there a, is there a favorite song that you, that you have in the show that you were like, holy shit, yeah, this totally belongs in the show? Um, I mean, I love Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely because I'm a huge Backstreet Boys fan. Right. Like, when that comes up, I feel like, ugh, like, so sentimental. So, yeah. What's your favorite moment in the show that you are not in? Um, oh, that I'm not in? What do you want from me from Man Francois? It's, like, very angsty. And, like, Listen, do you have an hour and a half? Can you recite the whole show for me right now? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it starts, um, all you people, can't you see, can't you see? Yeah. And then fast forward and... Fast forward and then it's like, can't stop the feeling. <laughs> so just dance, 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 yeah. If you could only see one show, though, for the rest of your life, you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? Oh, my God. This show, because I haven't even seen this show. <laughs> it's so good. I saw it last night, if I I'm being honest. I can't wait to see it. All right, again, you've heard me say this so many times. Major shout out to Swings, Understudies, Standbys, and Alternates, whom especially with all of the COVID going around, without them we probably wouldn't have a Broadway industry to speak of right now. So next up, newcomer to the show, Megan Kane, who plays ensemble member Lucy and is the understudy for Angelique and Anne Hathaway, shares her journey. Um, so I am the new company member. I was not in Toronto, so I am joining the company for Broadway. So um, I started a month ago. I learned a month. Yes, I start. I I learned the show by myself in a rehearsal studio for uh, for a week with all the associates, and then I joined the company for a week and learned it in a studio, and then we were on stage. Uh, okay, so props to that because holy shit. Um, so now that you're opening night, like, was this everything that you'd expected to be, or was it just kind of a whirlwind? Do you do you remember the last month? I mean, I do. I, I, I'm sleepy, but I remember it. It has been truly a dream come true. I've waited for this moment my entire life, and I've really tried to take stock and, 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 and pause and realize the magnitude of this moment. And um, it has been such a joy, and this company has welcomed me with the absolute most big open arms I could ever dream of, and um, I'm just so grateful to be a part of it. What is your favorite moment from the show that you're not in? That I'm not in? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I really want to do all of the, like, stuff in the air. Like, I really want to come down like Romeo. I really want to fly in one more try, and I really want to go on the chandelier. So maybe those moments. You just want to fly. That's I all. I want to fly. I just want to be up, you know? So then, last question. If you can only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? One show. Into the Woods. The current version or any version? Any version. Good. Yeah. Love it. Congratulations. Happy opening. Thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you. Joe Moeller, Jomo, who plays ensemble member Henry and is the understudy for Will Shakes and Lance, is 34 and is one of the many Broadway debuts. So he actually had something really incredible to say. I'm pumped. I can't believe it. Like, it's been such a rush. And like the buildup to get here is insane. So this moment just feels like I feel like I'm going to explode. I heard you saying that, uh, that you're 34. You've been doing this for a while. Like now you're making your Broadway debut. Do you have any advice for people who have uh, who may be like struggling to get to this point in their career? 
Um, determination pays off. Like if you know you're gonna do it, you know you're gonna do it. I knew it would happen sometime and I just like kept pushing for it. What's your favorite scene in the show that you are not in? That I am not in, what do you want from me? I just think it's like beautiful and heart-wrenching. It's so, so good and, and Justin and uh, Philippe are so incredible in that scene. Thank you, happy opening, congratulations. Thank you so much, thank you. Everyone, please go to AndJulietBroadway.com for more information, to get tickets, and just please go see the show. It's so phenomenal. Of course, you know, follow this podcast if you're not already. Hit that follow button wherever you're listening now and make sure you keep getting all the great content that I'll keep dropping in the future, including more red carpets, more behind the scenes, and of course, more amazing interviews. See you next time. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.